Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in lovely Venice Beach, California, with my lovely co-host on my left, Joey No Chill Prano. I found it interesting that you referred to Venice as lovely, but then right after it, you referred to me as lovely. So now it basically, like I am just, I'm the same as Venice. I don't know how, I don't know if you dissed me, I don't know if It's you, not a diss. I mean, I love Venice. Don't get me wrong, but man, we don't even have our weather anymore. Now we're now we're now we're just a cloudy homeless encampment. We have it today. <laughs> it's a little. It's a little nicer. It's sixty, bro. Yeah, we got it all week. I've done my research. It's supposed to rain though again, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, I th- I saw. I thought I saw Wednesday. Better we're not. We're supposed to have some rain. I'm hoping not. We do have some breaking Venice beach news. Breaking news. What's the news? As of February 20th, the subway will no longer exist. Wow. Good. Fuck subway. Well, I've eaten at that subway three times in the nine years I've lived in Venice. Well, here's the thing. We all know what's going in there. We don't? It's going to be some organic, very expensive gentrification, which gentrification is really hitting Venice. Yeah. So I mean, how could it not though? Yeah, it's a, it's a beach town in Los Angeles. It's 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 kind of ridiculous that it's hit this hard. Um, but I wonder they already have the Great Whites right next door, which is like a little hip cafe. So sure. What's I mean? What are they gonna do? Put like a juice bar or something? Well, I learned a couple things. One, via the mayor, he claims the rent was only seven grand a month there, and I said they must have made a killing because all the foreigners would go to that subway. That, that came in seven town. grand's a lot for a fucking subway. You know how many? You know how many sandwiches you got to sell? They were open till midnight every night. Beach Town, that place would have a line all the time. I am going to miss the cookies though, because when I would get stoned, you got those nice fresh cookies across the street. I mean, are they fresh? Are they baking cookies at Subway? I don't think they're baking cookies. They're pretty goddamn good though. They Mrs. Fields. You don't like Subway cookies? I don't know. I I I'm not a big uh, cookie guy in general. Like, I actually, I am a big cookie guy, but I'm not a big like I I don't go seeking you know snack food. Like, I I won't be like, oh, I could use a cookie. Like, I, if I'm in the supermarket, I'll be like, I'll get a bag of cookies. You know, I'll get I'll get some Tate's Bake Shop. You don't have a sweet tooth. I do, but like, I I don't I don't get crave. Like, I don't get I don't like go in search of it. Gotcha. You know. Like I'll 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 buy most of my sweets like at the supermarket. I'll be like, oh fuck yeah, I went down the wrong aisle. I guess I'm buying a ten pound bag of Reese's peanut butter cups. You know, or yeah. like, or like if I pop in a Seven Eleven to get a bottle of water, I'll be like, oh, I'll get an almond Snickers. You know, you don't some go ice searching. Cream. No, I've never gone out and been like, I go get some cookies. 
I get you. Like I'm for the most part that way. But back in the day, you know, you're in New York, you're stoned, you go down to the bodega, and next thing you know, you go down to get a Gatorade. Next thing you know, you're coming back with 500 different candy and cookie items. But that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you have that. But I've craving. never been like, I gotta go down there to that subway and get me a fucking cookie. I'm looking in the YouTube comment section real quick. According to Benangi, chocolate chip cookies are the most overrated cookie ever. That's a bad take, bro. It's a bad take. I mean, it's a, it's a weird take because like overrated, like they're certainly the highest rated cookie, correct? Yeah. Like far and away. And I understand maybe saying like when you think cookie, you shouldn't automatically think chocolate chip, but... I don't know. Again, like a good chocolate chip cookie. I'll take a good chocolate chip cookie over a good peanut o- butter cookie. Oatmeal raisin. Oh, yeah. Oatmeal raisin. Forget I like that. I like an oatmeal raisin. Oh, cookie. forget that. I, I'm 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 a big fan of oatmeals and raisins and cinnamon. But like, I again, you know, I just keep going back to like a a crunchy like Tate's Tate's cookie. Shout out Southampton, <laughs> Southampton, and then the world. This is what I love. When football doesn't happen and we're still in the middle, cookies. still in the middle of the NBA season, Cookie Mount Rushmore, chocolate chip, peanut butter. I see some comments about the lighting, guys. We're working on the lighting situation. This light has affected it. It's not even the lighting; it's affected our camera. Yes. So we'll have to get a pro in here. So hold tight. Also, I love a lot of people like with the lighting, like you're all like you're all fucking best boy grips. <laughs> Lighting's a little weird. All right, well, <laughs> come on over and fucking set it up for us, Wes Anderson. <laughs> That's such a good point. Like here we are, you and I are messing with the lighting. You're fucking for, fucking forty five minutes. We're comedians with two fucking. <laughs> lights that were gifted to us and a camera that looks like a fucking, you know, looks like a robot at a, you know, Toy Story or something like that. And we're supposed to be over here fucking making Roma. Didn't see it. It's pretty good. It's, it's, you would hate it. That is, it's definitely not an Andy Ruther movie. Well, You'd be like, it's the most boring movie I've ever seen. If you want a Netflix and chill movie, put on Roma because... You're just going to start fucking to not fall asleep. It's boring as shit, especially the beginning. The end picks up, but it's a beautiful movie. It's a beautifully shot and and you know, very well acted and just like this like it's one of those movies where the care went into everything. Yeah, I didn't really watch Did you watch the Oscars? I did, but I didn't really watch most of the movies is what I'm saying. I saw I saw a lot of them. Like um, none of them. You saw Black Panther. Uh, I started watching it and then I started fucking. So yeah, I got. I saw Black in. Panther. I saw Black Klansman. I saw Roma. I saw uh, Beale Street could talk. If Beale Street could talk, I didn't see the favorite and I didn't see the Green Book yet. Well, I saw Vice. I saw Vice. Yeah, it's about it. Yeah, the Oscars are pretty funny though. Yeah, like I don't. I don't get annoyed. I. I. I was. I just watched. Just the the pandering is so funny to me. Uh, the Hollywood is just do they do they see the humor in how hard they try to be so woke and inclusive? Inclus- yeah, no. but like, do they see the humor? Because I see humor. Well, in fact, so I mean, this is such a Hollywood conversation, but I don't know if you know, but now the 
the issue with last night is like Spike Lee's all pissed off that Green Book won and like Hollywood in trying to be woke is like even less woke because they didn't give it to like a black produced movie. They just gave it to like a black starring movie. But he won for writing. Yeah, he won for adapted screenplay, I believe. But he didn't win Best Director. And I think he rolled his eyes when the guy from Roma won, which I saw Black Landsman. It was fine. It was good. But like, bro, you you were not a better. It was not more well directed than Roma, first of all. Spike Lee. I like Spike Lee. As like a as like a guy, um, but he also can be a fucking total douche. And talk about, I mean, he's the chocolate chip cookies of directors. That's for sure. Twenty fifth hours bomb as shit. You know, some of his roles up, but like, would some you, of his, what'd you some make of his, his outfit last night? Uh, he looked like fucking. He looked like uh, he looked like a uh, like a cartoon that would be on like a eighties can of like grape soda or something like that. Like grape soda. Try, try Spike. <laughs> he was like kissing his like Prince fucking thing, um, but then you know apparently black people hated the Green Book. They thought it was you know like pa- pandering to the black thing. I don't know. Wow. And, and then and then that one. And then that one. You should see the video of Spike talking about it. He's fucking freaks out after. Apparently he got up and tried to leave the theater <laughs> when it won. Who's that mad? But here's the thing, and you know, it's funny because this is like this is our Oscar, this is our Hollywood talk. Um, but you know, we talk, we've talked a lot about racial issues, obviously, over the last uh, you know couple weeks and months on the show with the whole Kaepernick thing, and everybody that's ever had an American flag bio in their American flag in their bios like you're a fucking libtard cuck Prano you fucking you try to be woke but you're like I'm the furthest thing from woke like I watched that and I was like embarrassed that they were trying so hard to be to, like shoehorn black thing and like if you think Black Panther deserved to be up for best picture literally fucking kill yourself that it it's not the best fucking marvel movie it's like it's like the 40th best marvel movie like if iron man's not up for best picture if uh you know guardians of the galaxy's not up for best picture it's like you're pandering i get black people are like yeah fuck yeah black panther blah blah like i get wanting something that you're a fan of to be nominated like of course i understand that but it shouldn't come at the expense of them like giving you a participation trophy that was your participation trophy. That Black Panther was up for best picture. And that and and like it's just not. And then they were going to do like a popular film thing and then they got rid of it. It's like it's not a best picture nominee. It's 100% not. By no means in no era ever. Now, Regina King, I saw if Bill Street could talk, she won for supporting actress. She was fucking awesome. Great. Give give whoever deserves the award the award. But like that was stupid. And then like Sounds like they stabbed themselves in the back because uh, they they nominated and and gave the award to Green Book and black people hated it. Well, so it's like when when going woke goes wrong. Something hit me last night while I was watching. My love of sports was reaffirmed because this you're watching an award show. We're having this discussion right now. It doesn't matter whether it's the Golden Globes, the Oscars, the Grammys, you name it. You know why I love sports show, Prano? It's decided on the field, on the court. 
There's no voting. There's no, you know, some sort of politics, wokeness involved. I'm serious, though. It hit me. I was like, this is why I love sports. But it's decided on but the it's fucking not, that's, field. That's, it's a bad analogy. Why? Because the, like, movies and entertainment versus sports saying it's decided on the field, that's like saying it's decided at the box office. You know what I mean? Like, this is the MVP award ceremony, you know, where we all sit there and we all go, we all know fucking LeBron was the best movie of the year. And the only reason fucking Black Panther's nominated is because, you know, they're sick of giving it to fucking white. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's just an award show. It doesn't mean shit. It's, I mean, it, it, it'll change the careers of people and it'll change like who you see in movies going forward and whatever. But it's just an award show. The bottom line is the same as fucking in sports. Like, if you want to say Black Panther was the best movie because Black Panther made the most money, fine. But... This is supposed to be talking about like the craft of it, you know, like. But that's my point. It's uh, it's like, like we're the best podcast. We're obviously not getting best lighting. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. All it's, the best boy grips in our fucking. It's objective, right? But my point is, something's not objective when somebody goes on the field and plays. We can have debates. We do it all the time. That's what this show is built on. That's what sports talk and sports radio is built on. But my point is, you can have those debates, but also. You can't deny facts and stats. Right. And that's the same with movies. It's like more people saw Bird Box than saw fucking Roma on Netflix. And more people saw Black Panther than saw every other movie that was up for Best Picture combined. That's probably a fact. So it's like, in the end, the people are going to be... Re- if you ask the majority of actors, you know out there working today that aren't already rich and famous. You know, you go, we, we know tons of actors, you know? It's like, do you want to be a movie star that gets $20 million a picture? Or do you want to just have an Oscar one day? You know, you want to be Steve Buscemi with an Oscar. Everybody's going to say, I want to be a fucking movie star. Everybody. Yeah. 100% of them. Who doesn't want to be fucking rich? And, and that's what, you know, successful movies are. It's just a fucking artsy award show. I thought it was horrific last night without a host. Yeah, I'd agree. And uh, it was just a super boring show. You know what they? You know who they needed to spice things up a little. They needed to wheel out a massage table with an Asian woman and Robert Kraft to get a hand job. It's a most forced segue I've ever heard, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we call a not good segue. Robert Kraft, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Robert Kraft is the, so a lot of. Opinions of this flying around on the internet, you know, human trafficking and hand jobs and rub and tugs and owners and whatever. Let me just start with like the baseline important thing to know. Robert Kraft is no better than every athlete ever that got busted getting a DUI. You're the richest fucking dude around, and you're getting how much of a loser do you have to be to be a billionaire? Well, and get a fucking rub and tug at an Asian jack shack. Well, there's a lot of things in play here. One, I want to just clarify on behalf of myself and Prano, we both are fully supportive of legal prostitution. Yes, of course. Legal sex workers. Legal Why sex workers. Would, there's no reason that that should not be legal. I 100% concur with you. It, 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 you, you know... What you avoid is this very situation. Exactly. Somebody that wants, you put black market sex trafficking out of business the same way you put fucking black market 
pot dealers out of business by having you know legal weed. The same reason you put a, a million different things out of business. Like you don't need to go to a fucking Asian Jack Shack if you can just go on your phone to an app, make a reservation, go in. The person, you know, the government says that this person has to get their medical fucking things checked every so often. That the place has to be clean. That the women need this many breaks per hour. Yeah, and and that is. That goes back to also the argument, you know, I know we we avoid even saying it because I'm so not a fan of the barstool sports fucking angles that they have ever taken. Like, I follow one person, two people from barstool sports, somebody, you know, f- friends of friends and stuff like that, but... Their takes are always such fucking hack bad shit. And this is like the greatest. Like I saw 20 people retweet like, we're going to get on this guy for getting a fucking hand job. It's like you, he's smart enough to be a billionaire and he's smart enough to own the New England Patriots. He's smart enough to know when you go to a fucking illegal Asian jack shack in Florida that some bad shit is going on behind the scenes. Like, this guy doesn't think that those girls are stopping at Starbucks on the way into work in the morning and be like, how many hand jobs do I have on today, Debbie? Oh, cool. When are they coming in? Great. Like, it's a fucking bad scene. So your your take is that... I'm not saying he's a human trafficker. Yeah, and I agree. It's I totally agree. It's not like Robert Kraft is a human trafficker, but you're saying... When you fuck a hooker, you're supporting fucking pimps, and you're supporting fucking... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're either retarded to not know that or you're just pretending that you don't know it and i and robert Kraft, i've seen him talk a million times he's not he he does he has an iq over 85 he's a smart guy so he knows that some devious shit is going on to set this whole thing up anywhere there's black market anything okay some bad shit is happening somebody's getting hurt Somebody's getting exploited. Somebody's getting fucking, you know, screwed over. That's the way it works. That's why prices, you know, when you buy black market drugs or get black market hand jobs are less than they be. Yeah, the price of a hand job is going to go up when it becomes legal. But it's also going to be legal. You're going to pay a price to not commit a crime. Yeah. Like the same way you pay tax on weed now. You have to pay a tax. Well, there's a lot of different interesting angles here. One is that he is a billionaire, successful businessman. He's a loser. He's a human loser. If you're a billionaire and you can't find somebody... This seems to to, bother you that he went to a jack shack. Yeah. His star quarterback, Tom Brady, is married to Giselle. Okay? Let me tell you something about models and who models hang out with. She knows two dozen fucking 11s. Not 10s, 11s who will fuck Robert Kraft for cash money. Talk to your model fucking, your star quarterback's model girlfriend about getting a fucking, they won't even be an escort. They'll just be a fucking model who fucks for money. You know who, you know what models fuck for money? Most of them. Like, what Robert Kraft is doing at a fucking dirty roadside jack shack is it's embarrassing. I, I'm embarrassed for him. He's a loser. It's the it's the well, it's the equivalent of being Tiger Woods and not having somebody drive you home when you're fucking drunk. Well, hold on a second. Like grow up. What if he just is a guy who wants to bust a nut at a cheap rate? 
You have problems uh, with that. Let me ask you something, Andy. It's a vice, right? This dude wants... Sex is a vice. Yeah. You know what else is a vice? Dirty fucking styrofoam container Chinese food. Agreed? We all like to get fucking down and dirty with some fucking general chows every once in a while. Yeah. Right? You think Robert Kraft's sitting down at fucking, you know, Panda Express ever and just mowing down some lo mein? Uh, probably not. I will say with 100% certainty that Robert Kraft has never sat in a Chinese restaurant and eaten out of a styrofoam bowl with fucking a plastic fork. And just and then and just been like, I don't care if people have fucking TMZ. I fucking crush dirty Chinese food. No, because he's like, dude, I'm an owner. like if I want fucking Chinese food, I'll go to Mister Chow's and I'll pay. And is it that much better? No. So the value is is the is the actual quality of the food twenty times the value of what you're getting at Panda Express? Of course it's not. But he has a standard to uphold. So get a fucking escort. You're embarrassing yourself. You. Get a an actual masseuse to come to your house, right? A yeah. proper masseuse, and then just be like, I, you know, here's a thousand bucks, jerk me off. Yeah, you're not eating Panda Express. Stop getting Panda Express hand jobs. Well, you're not going to Panda Express for the egg rolls, but you're going to Panda Express for the fucking butt fucking. Come on, bro. You, it, you you have enough money, you have to have a certain level of class. We got one sponsor. I was like, Andy, you need a new couch. You need new clothes. Like, come on. We got one sponsor now. You're going to have to change the classiness. Then we got fucking, you know, lights. We got, you know, cameras. You know, you're an adult now. You're not fucking on a green couch with a hole in it where, you know, guy on couch slept for six years. Robert Kraft was just getting a hand job on, on the guy on couch couch. It's embarrassing. <laughs> He's a billionaire. It is interesting to think. Remember how I've always said, like, I hire me if you're an NBA guy. I'll make these decisions. for. I'll drive you home. Yeah. Where it's he's a loser is the answer. Well, it had. It is interesting that nobody steps in. And we always obviously mock the athletes when they do these fuck ups. He does have to be mocked just as much because I do like that analogy of the dumb athlete who doesn't use Uber or Lyft. He doesn't have a guy to say, Robert, you won six rings with the Patriots. You're a billionaire. Just hire a girl. But here's the thing. He doesn't, he shouldn't need a guy. The thing about athletes, and I'm not saying this across the board, but a lot of athletes, first of all, they're young, right? And they've been the best at sports their whole life. They didn't have to learn any shit. They didn't have to figure out like the ins and outs. Everything was always given to them. So then they get to the level where they're out in the world and they have money and they're just like, yeah, man, I can I can drive around Los Angeles wasted the same way I drove around Tallahassee wasted because cops would pull me over and they'd be like, fucking Jameis, get home, boy. What are you doing now, man? If, if I arrest you, we're not winning a game the rest of the year. Go on home. And then they get out into the real world with lots of money and fucking, you know, some Florida State defensive back that no one knows that's now in the NFL is no longer the big fucking fish, you know? You get pulled over driving around Cincinnati. You're a former star of Florida State. The guy's like, I don't give a fuck who you are, bro. You're going to jail. So they don't have the... He's 70. He's 70. He's a billionaire. He's a smoking hot girlfriend, he's too. He's educated. Yeah. He's, you've seen his actual girlfriend? Yeah. The one who's like, he's raising her ex's kid. 
It's embarrassing. And if you like dirty fucking, you know, Asian girls at low, if you like low quality, go Asian to Thailand. Ta- yeah, go to Thailand. Buy one. Well, why are you renting? You know what I mean? If I was a billionaire, I, like do, do that fucking Donald Sterling shit. Yeah, that that girl he used to have. Yeah, the girl who who. There's a lot of fucking Asians that'll come over and live in Robert Kraft's guest house and jerk them off whenever they want for like. It's a good point. Forty grand a year. Yeah, at a hundred grand a year, he could actually have an actual stable. Like he could, they could sleep and be fed hay. <laughs> Now the guy, not not that anything's going to happen to him, right? He's not going to get fucking arrested. But I mean, I wanna, he got arrested, but he's not going to get fucking... I want to read something. Yeah. The NFL's personal conduct policy. Because again, the NFL is so hard on the players, but this is what the NFL personal conduct policy says, word for word. Ownership and club or league management have traditionally been held to a higher standard and will be subject to more significant discipline when violations of the personal conduct policy occur. So what that line from the conduct policy is stating that the owners and probably the general managers, the vice presidents, etc., right, are held to a higher standard than the players. So when players get busted and suspended... So, but the thing... Here's the problem. Robert Kraft has no part of the success of the Patriots. He's he owns the team. The only thing that he is re, he is responsible for Well, I do, is, I disagree with that. The only thing he's responsible for is hiring Bill Belichick and not letting Bill Belichick go. That's a huge thing though. Sure. Okay. So so, he ma- so he's responsible. Okay. So he made that the fucking decision and and now he's sitting back. But what they're not going to if if they suspend Robert Kraft 16 games, it has no effect on the team whatsoever. I'd agree because how do you what what, do you, what is he? He can't come to the stadium, and now they find him. What what are they going to find him? Oh, you're you're fined five million bucks. That'd be that'd be the, by far the biggest fine that's ever been handed out. Right? Like no players ever been fined five million. He'd pay it in a second, and he'd be done. So, so there is does, there is no punishment coming. So how does the NFL enforce this? Then? They're not. They're not making him sell the team. Oh, they're going to lose draft picks. Why? Because their owner was getting a hand job? Because their owner's a fucking idiot? That seems... Let's play a little role reversal. That's why I really don't think you can do anything in this situation except shame him, which I intend to do forever. You're a billionaire It's getting fucking Kung Fu Panda fucking Panda Express hand jobs. <laughs> You're embarrassing. You're a loser and anybody that likes you is a loser. I did not think I saw this coming at all, Prano. What? Just the outright going for Robert Kraft. Dude, I mean, a, he's a billionaire. Like, having... What if he likes dirty pussy, though? Great! He should own a plantation full of dirty pussy. He should have, he should have a mansion, and then he should have 15 houses on the land where... Fucking girls who will willingly live there to fuck him. What you're going to? It's embarrassing. 
I mean, obviously it's embarrassing. I'm sure he's embarrassed by it, but it's embarrassing that you you're like you don't know how to be classy. But part of me, you don't find the humor, and I find a lot of humor in the fact that he is a billionaire. To me, this I bring it back to the degeneracy of men and sex. Right, you're a billionaire. We've stated it for the last few minutes. He can literally own a stable full of girls. You know why he doesn't own that place? Because he knew they were breaking the law. He knew they were human trafficking. Like, even though he's not human... The reason he's not... Like, you know, everybody's like, oh, fucking... He's like, like, he's human trafficking. No, he's not. But you know why he's not? Because he knew that's exactly what they were doing. Otherwise, he'd own the place. So the idea that he was just like, oh, I, I thought these girls were just, you know, I thought it was like a nail salon. and Except they jerk people off. Come on, dude. If you ever fuck a hooker, you should know you're supporting probably violence, probably mistreatment of people, probably like if you go to an Asian jack shack, that's happening. If you buy drugs from somebody, if you buy fucking Molly, if you buy fucking pot off, if you buy anything, you're probably supporting some bad shit that happened so that these people could exist in that world. You're saying just own it and know it. Well, I'm saying if, if you don't need to do it, you shouldn't do it. Like, but let me ask this. Let's say I go to an Asian massage parlor. Mm-hmm. I get a hand job. Do you have a problem with that? What's the difference between me and Robert Kraft? You can't invite a fucking person over. You like you can't get a high end person to come over here and fucking drink. Like you don't have the monetary financial means. Yeah, to. Have it do have it done any way you want, right? Like if you got a hooker to come to your house, it'd be the same exact thing. Robert Kraft can have somebody dressed up as Grimace come over and make him waffles before they give him a hand job. He's a billion like I don't think everybody's <laughs> understanding he's not a millionaire. He's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. He has his own plane. I know personally three dozen women. Who will fuck Robert Kraft tomorrow if he puts them on their on his private plane and takes them literally fucking anywhere? He's a billionaire. I get fucked for free. I'm in debt. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how much of a loser do you have to be that you're a billionaire and you pay for it? I can I fuck for free because I I can fucking be personable and have a great mustache. This guy can't fuck for free for a billion dollars? I agree with that. Yeah, I'm you not, should. It's I, embarrassing. I'm not disagreeing. But I think we're, we're also discussing two different levels. My level is the basic savageness of a, of a man. And that's kind of how the angle I'm looking at it is I'm taking money out of the equation and I'm saying... The basic psychology of the man is that it's all about sex. Yeah. And he's down there in Jupiter, Florida, and he's horny, and it was the quick, easy fix. I, I, I go back again. He's in down there. 
He's in Jupiter, Florida. He's hungry. He ain't eating that Panda Express. He has a level that he has to uphold in life. He's going to a high-end Chinese restaurant. He's having fucking Postmates bring it to his house. He's sending out his fucking assistant to get some shit. Yeah. Look, I'm not against you being savage. You know who was savage fucking knew what the fuck he was doing? It was Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen gets girls. I was going to bring him Gives them a fucking boatload of money, and then they they live with him in a hotel room for like two years. And he just fucks till he's tired. Then they leave. Yeah, I was going to bring him up. Stop fucking sliding into Asian jack-jacks. So go the Charlie Sheen route. If you're a billionaire... (laughs) Fuck hookers until you get Charlie HIV. Charlie Sheen was like a hundred millionaire. Until you get HIV. Yeah. It's a, it's Tiger Woods all over again, dude. It's like your fucking Perkins waitresses. It's like grow up, you're a billionaire. Maybe have the balls to tell your wife, hey, I shouldn't have married you. I married you too early. But to me, that's I'm gonna a, fuck girls on the side. That's a little different. Is it? Yeah, because Tiger wasn't paying those girls. Well, I'm not so sure of that. I'm just saying, Tiger was like, yeah, I'm going to have this uh, this Denver omelet, and then I'm going to bang you in the parking lot. I, I think he was just a, a savage who had finally tapped. Was one of them like a VIP hostess in Vegas? Like, Yeah, that was the girl who uh, Seacrest used to mess with, too. Yeah. I mean, who knows? You're basically a high-end escort. I was going to say, we can, we can loosely define that term, yeah. depending on flights and... Fly, forget flight clothes and things no, no, that no, they're no, bought. No, no. The, the, and honestly, that's the way to do it. Even, even just, even just as simple as that. So here's how her life works. If she gets big clients from by being hot and walking around Vegas all day, being what? If she meets at some dude and is like, "You should come to the fucking club on Friday, and you should buy like ten bottles." By the way, bottles of vodka, if you buy them in bulk, cost like twelve bucks. So if she's Selling them at five hundred dollars a bottle, and then he's selling, you know, and then she's selling ten of them to Tiger. She's making, you know, th- their margins like four thousand dollars or something like that on the night. Four, you know, f- forty eight hundred dollars. That club at the end of the night is like, here's your cut. You get twenty percent of that. You're going home with a grand. And then if she has to fuck him to do it, she fucked him for a thousand dollars. She's a thousand dollar hooker. Right. Well, again, to me, the the big part of all this is let's just fully legalize. Of course, sex work. Of course, that's to me the bigger picture that I don't think can be lost in the mix. Because if you read this story, and I sent the link to you from the local papers in Florida, we've been making jokes somewhat, guys. This is a bad, awful situation. This ring of sex slaves. These women were sex slaves held against their own will in multiple, numerous massage parlors all over Florida. So this is a fucking problem. And again, the best way to eradicate it is legalizing all this shit. For sure. But I do see your point as well that Robert Kraft goes in there a bunch of Asian women who look like they're 12. Something has to ring in his brain and say, this doesn't add up. Like, this doesn't look right. You, I mean, it's not even a matter of it look right. Like, he's a smart guy. 
he knows before he he knows before he ever steps foot in that place. Like you, you don't you don't have to be that smart to know how the black market works in general. Yeah. You just bought a you told me you bought a suit for a wedding. I did. Right? You went to what you go to men's warehouse? The men's warehouse. Okay. If you buy a suit at men's warehouse, right? And it was 500 bucks or whatever. If a fucking Italian dude comes up to you and he's like, "Hey man, I saw you at Men's Warehouse. All right, I know you bought a suit. He's like, their their return policy is thirty days. Go back, fucking get your money back. I got the same suit in the back of this fucking truck for a hundred dollars. You come here, you fucking get my suit, hundred dollars. The reason that you don't do that is some bad shit happened for him to get that suit. Somebody got beat up. Somebody got fucking, you know. Get their legs scared. Broken. Somebody got fucking in trouble. Somebody, some degenerate gambler. That fucking, you know, whatever. So it's the black market is built on like racketeering and fucking, you know, uh, violence and scare. Like, so you go, well, I'm saving $400. But what you have to say is I'm, I'm supporting a criminal lifestyle. You know? Now, if your buddy goes, hey, I work at Men's Warehouse. I still took it out the back door. Definitely take that suit. Well... I want to ask this question then. Do you remember after 9-11, they used to run those commercials and say, if you were buying drugs, you were supporting terrorism? And I used to always laugh at those. It sounds from what you're saying today, you think that's true? Uh, in, like, in theory, yeah. In theory, it's true. I mean, terrorism, like... A lot of that stuff does go back to, but I mean, like. But I'm just saying, those. If you're buying gas, you're supporting terrorism. So, like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, because those commercials were saying you're supporting terrorism. And you are, in certain cases, you are, for sure. Is your argument that you're not supporting, like, take Robert Kraft, for example. He's not supporting the sex, the illegal sex trade. But he's aware that right. there's some but, shit. But my point is, there, is, is there a difference? Is but my, my point is this. If you had walked out of men's warehouse yesterday without a suit, you're like, I don't have $500 for your suit, and I'm not going to buy a suit. And then this guy was like, hey, man, I got a suit for you for $100. You go, look, I need a suit. I can't afford a suit. I'm going to buy this guy's suit. You didn't have options. You had the option of not having a suit or having the fucking black market suit. The same way for years, if I, if I wanted to smoke pot, that was the only option I had. Right, and I did want to smoke pot. Those were the only options. My point is, Robert Kraft has options. Robert Kraft can r- tomorrow. This is serious. Robert Kraft tomorrow could get an an Asian woman, get her pregnant, and then multiple times and farm hand jobs. He could he could raise a hand job farm. He could raise young girls like chickens. At his house to one day give him hand jobs. He's a billionaire <laughs> with a B. He can buy a small country right now. I bet you there are. I bet you there's a small Asian country, Asian, you know, island off of one of the archipelagos. Yeah, where they were like, where he's like, what's your it's archipelago? Is that archipelago? What's whatever? Either way, where. You where he could go and be like, "What is your like GDP?" And they're like, "It's eight thousand dollars a year." And he's like, "I'm gonna buy the country, and then I'm going to make all the men move out of the country, and then I'm going to fly to this island for hand jobs from the women." He's a billionaire. Yeah. The idea until I see him at Panda Express, he's a fucking 
dirty loser. Before we move on, I do want to hop in the YouTube comment section real quick and read a comment that caught my eye that's very funny from Matt Evangelisto. Your owner gets handjobs.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I tweeted that from Dirty Sports, too. Oh, is that what you tweeted? Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, your owner, whatever it was. I said there's already a Pats fan working on your owner. And look, Pats fans, you can tweet at us, You can particularly at Joe, at Fix Your Life or at The Dirty Sports. Explain why you think he's wrong in this assessment of Robert Kraft. I love, I really do enjoy the Panda Express analogy because that is a great point. You're not going to see Robert Kraft eating a Panda Express. Dude, I've said it before. Like, I don't think, technically I'm not in debt, but like I've lived a lot of my life at under the poverty line. Yeah. There's a long part of my life that I was a starving artist. Even after coming to Venice, you know, nine years ago, there was moments where it was like not getting a ton of work and whatever. I don't eat fucking Subway, bro. I don't eat Subway. Robert Kraft is going to the Subway of sex and he's a billionaire. It's embarrassing. It's like, dude, like, how do you, how, why, and how? This was without a doubt the longest handjob conversation. Yeah. Maybe not only in just sports history, any sort of podcast history. We've talked about handjobs for the last 30 minutes. I mean, prostitution should be legal. Yes. The fucking whatever. And I, I don't think Robert Kraft's a human trafficker, but I do think he's probably smart enough to know that that was going on in some regard there. I, my the most important takeaway for me is like you're embarrassing, dude. It's like what an embarrassment to be to have that much money and this is what you're doing in your life. How fucking difficult is it for you to fuck? How like what must your boring level be? What must your just absolute fucking loser number be? Where like you can't just fuck. You're a billionaire. You can't fuck. Call your fucking star quarterback's girlfriend and be like, I'm rich. I like hot chicks. He can, but. But the thing we but have, he doesn't because he's a loser. Well, I don't even know if uh, you're calling him a loser. I think my opinion is he's a frugal man. He's not a frugal man. He's not. That's not the issue. I think a lot of these guys who have a lot of money are still tight with their money. Okay. I show me the Panda Express receipts. Show me his bus tickets. Show he flies private. He ain't fucking when when I see Robert Kraft in a middle seat on fucking Southwest, you can start telling me how he's frugal. I know that there's those weird millionaires and billionaires out there, like the fucking Warren Buffetts who still live in the fucking, you know, the same two thousand square foot house in Omaha. I get he's not that guy. He's not that guy. He's not. I haven't seen Robert Kraft on TMZ getting out of a yellow cab. I haven't seen him queued up, you know, for his fucking Southwest flight. I haven't seen him at fucking Panda Express. He lives a fucking billionaire's life, except when it comes to getting laid. And then he lives a fucking comedian's life. Show me the receipts. You've said it all, Joe. I don't think we can cover the hand job gate any further. Mastergate. I like it. Mastergate. Spagate. Let's divert our attention to Antonio Brown 
The latest news out of this is that the Steelers last week said they do not want to trade him. There's only a few teams, but they do not want to trade him to any AFC North team or the Patriots. Why would you? Why does it matter the AFC North? They just want to get him out of the division? Yeah. They know he's good. They don't want to play him twice a year. Two two times a year, they get the revenge game? Why? You just don't need that motivation. Plus, they're, they're, they're backed into a corner. They don't want him to leave, right? I think everybody agrees he's one of the best receivers in football. So they don't want him to leave, but he is going to leave. So now the only power that they have they wield is that where he goes. Now, you know, if you're a smart GM, you might say, We don't want to send him to the AFC North. We don't want to send him to the Patriots, but everybody has their price, right? Yeah. Like for example, Robert Kraft's price is a seven ninety nine hand job from fucking Asian Jack Shack. But everybody has their price. To not rule it out, but I totally understand also ruling it out. Sure. I was just talking, I, I met a buddy at, down at Waterfront yesterday, and I wore, which many people have seen on the show, I've wore my uh, black White Sox cap that I got when we went to Chicago. And he's like, White Sox, you're a Mets fan. I go, I'll wear a cap of any baseball team except for NL East teams, the Yankees, and the Red Sox. It's basically the exact same thing. Like, there's just, there's just a line I will not cross. And... Totally makes sense. I totally, I, I honestly, if I were a GM, I'd probably, that would probably be the route I'd go. I'd be like, fuck the Patriots and fuck the AFC North. Everywhere else, we're open for a business. Well, I look at the teams in the AFC North. I don't think most of those are viable options anyway. The Browns, I mean, you have Jarvis Landry, you have some young guys. I mean, maybe the Browns, the Bengals, you have AJ. You're Green. not trying to make the, like, Everybody thinks the Browns are on the come up. You're not trying to. You're not trying to make them on the come up. Do you sure. know what I mean? You're not trying to help the Browns. I don't see him joining Cincinnati. He's not joining AJ Green. Right. It's too alpha. But like honestly, if Cincinnati called, I might be like, yeah, maybe we do do Cincinnati. But again, you got the revenge game factor. I heard a crazy rumor about the Bengals. Like this isn't even a joke. That the Bengals might be interested in Alex Smith off injury. I'm not even joking. That's the most Bengals shit I've ever heard. Go from Andy Dalton to Alex Smith. Yeah. You're going from Andy Dalton to Andy Dalton, whose leg is sewn back on? <laughs> well, he's not a ginger. No, but he he <laughs> he did have a fucking leg amputation last year. <laughs> No, he's he's not Andy Dalton, but we do have video of Joe Theismann puking when he saw Alex Smith's injury. So I'm not saying it's bad, but Theismann threw up. And then the last option, the Ravens. Who's throwing him that ball? It's it doesn't matter. Why why send him there if you don't have to? Now Here's the thing. If the 49ers go, hey, we'll give you two first-round picks and this for whatever, and then the Ravens call and they go, we'll give you six first-round picks, yeah, you're going to send them to the Ravens, right? Yeah. Nothing's out of the question. They're just making it known. Don't even fucking bother unless you have some godfather offer. Yeah. I agree. I think it's fine. You growing out... You going out the, uh, the, st- the stash again, huh? Yep. Well, stash is here, and then... Uh, I'm. I've got the beard going because I'm. Uh, 
I'm, I'm just getting it all. I'm going to shave on Wednesday before my showcase that I'm doing. I need to shave. I got that wedding this week. I got a suit. You just talked about Southwest. I will be flying Southwest into St. Louis. Let me know if Robert Kraft's on your flight. I will. I'll let you know if Robert Kraft's on my flight. And I will be bringing my Harry's razors so I look fresh because I, gro- I am the best man Saturday. Best man. You going to give a speech? Yeah, I still got to write it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But well, go- well, have you given a speech for your brothers, one of your brothers? No, I've never given a speech. Never done a best man speech? Ne- never never wow. done that. I just, uh, another friend of mine, Jack, uh, just did a best man speech, and we got together, and he was like, dude, you got to help me. And uh, he just sent me a video of it. He, he, he was getting like applause breaks. So if you, need some, if you need some of the helpful hints from Joe Prano's best man 101, you let me know. I'd assume one of the first parts of those tips is get the Harry's shave. Yeah. Look look fresh. Look fresh. Yeah. Be clean shaven. Yeah. I'll be bringing my Harry's razors. Guys, Harry's razors should be the only razor blades that you use. Not only are the razors great, I love the shave balm, the shave gel, the shaving cream. All like They have a wide variety. They have excellent body wash. My whole bathroom is, is 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 pimped out in Harry's. How are we doing on our Harry's stock? By the way, I'm I'm almost out of Harry's. We, and need, we need to get some more. Yeah. I agree, I agree. And you guys should take advantage too because we have a great thirteen dollar value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close and comfortable shave. Weighted ergonomic handle, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, that rich lathering shave gel I was just talking about, and the travel blade cover. Listeners. Of Dirty Sports can redeem their trial set at harrys.com forward slash dirty. I, the, the idea that there are still dirt balls that haven't gotten their trial set I, is, is amazing. Mind-blowing. It's like it's a trial set. Just try it. Just try it, guys. And the body wash, that's why I was asking how we're doing because I remember I had that fig body wash. Damn, I forgot. I totally forgot they did body wash. I ran out of it so long ago. Yeah, I can hook you up. I, I overwashed, I think. I think I got some stuff. So make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. And as a quick reminder, just send me a screenshot, Dirt Balls, and you get two Dirty Sports koozies in the mail. That's the Dirty Sports bonus offer. That's right. Okay, let's talk a little NBA. Well, since you were talking about bonus offers for the Dirt Balls, while, while we're transitioning into the NBA, just want to do a quick reminder that the next episode will be when I give away my Perzingis jersey. And I want to say uh, shout out to the people who have slid into the DMs and tried to, tried to buy the Perzingis jersey with their dirty Robert Kraft-like black market offers. But this is not a black market situation. This is a fair and random selection of... Uh, from my Instagram following. So if you want a chance to win my large, never-worn, Perzingis, white, retro throwback, you know, uh, Knicks jersey, follow me on Instagram, at Joe Prano. And next episode, I am going to go into Instagram, live on the air. I'm going to go into my followers list, and we're going to do a random selection. And the first person that I can confirm is a dirt ball will get the Przingis jersey shipped to them for free. Follow me on Instagram at Joe Prano for your chance to win the big six. The zinger. Very easy contest to enter. Yeah. 
follow me on Instagram. A push, a push of a button. And I've also been, I've also been, like I said last episode, I've also been transitioning a little bit away into becoming a woman. Into becoming a woman, but you know, I'm putting a little bit more secret stash stuff on my Instagram. Um, like some folks, you know, may have seen some things on the Instagram that I don't necessarily tweet all the time. They know some th- different things that are going around. So I want everybody. So I should be looking more at your Instagram as well. Yeah, you should. For sure. I'm trying to get away from that stuff. Instagram, Twitter, Just the whole social thing. media. See, I I don't I don't love Instagram for the same reason a lot of people don't. Specifically Facebook is listening to all of our thoughts and desires. Well, Facebook owns Instagram. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. So whenever you say something and suddenly you know, like I'm I'm assuming that next time I open Instagram, a lot of Panda Express ads. Oh like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're they're watching you. It's gonna be Robert Kraft jumping out a big pile of orange yeah. chicken. It's just gonna be like some guy eating Panda Express on a Southwest flight uh, while getting a hand job. And they're like, "Whoa, shop now!" I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. But um, but just the the Twitter That'd be a fun flight by the way. But just the Twitter hate. I'm trying to like social media is such an important part of the comics game that it, I you can't. You know, I'm not big enough to just go like I'm not going to be on it. I'm not saying avoid it, but again, you knew my advice. I got back from a long run Saturday, and I had seen all that back and forth you had done, and you saw my one simple response. That's dude. I I I cannot. But hold on, we have to talk about when it, when the redecorating is finished here, rebuilt around the sign. I have to say. We're gonna need we're gonna need some Hall of Fame pictures. I think I think Benaghi has to make I think a picture of Benaghi has to make the wall in the Wall of Fame, dude. The the enemy of the Stango work this weekend. What did he do? Ah, legendary. Some total like I honestly don't even know how he figured it out. Some totally faceless troll that was calling himself a Bammer Man 17. That was some <laughs> Alabama fan who told whose bio was literally calling out cucks and libtards and Bammer Man. And, and it, his 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 bio actually had the word faggots in it. Oh, awful. And Terrible. Then I and then the and then you know the big move. How does but hold on a second. Before you go, how does Twitter allow that? The, the hypocrisy of Twitter yeah. to kick certain people off and this guy is going to have a slur. Yeah. And then and still have an account and the guy and the guy and you know the thing that we deal with all the time as comedians whenever we own somebody their only response ever is like yeah well if I was like a broke comedian living in a fucking homeless shelter in Venice too but everybody on the internet's rich you know everybody on the internet's like wealthy so Stanga figures out. This guy starts claiming he's a six-figure job and blah, blah. Stanga figures out he's actually a high school kid who's lost a leg in an ATV accident. What? Look at this. Let me see your phone. Look at this. This is Bammerman17. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I got to show the camera this one. I, I literally tweeted back to him. I go, you'd think if you had a six-figure job, you'd be able to get, you know, Pants with both legs on it. Oh my god! <laughs> Old. I gotta pull it up because then this is this is too much. Somehow, somehow, fucking Stanga. This, this is too much. Somehow, Stanga finds the article. Bryson Strong, DeKalb County teen amputee, on inspiring mission to compete again, and also, by the way, to call people faggots on the internet. Bryson Richie. Bryson Richie. He lost his leg in a. 
ATV accident, I imagine because he was tweeting faggot at people while driving, lost his leg. Legendary Stan Gang. Legendary. Well, hold on. Wall of Faming. Look, I agree. There's a reason that he is. And by the way, I'm not making fun of this guy's fucking, you know, disability. I'm just making fun of. It probably happened because he's a fucking idiot. Claiming to be a six. He's like a 15 year old. Who's getting fucking charity from the from the from Nick Saban? Nick Saban's like, where are my rings? Because you're a fucking idiot who can't ride an ATV. Shout out to Bammerman Seventeen. This is wild. This is wild to me. Came at me over. Came at me over fucking Kaepernick, of course. Right? Very upset that Ka- Colin Kaepernick didn't stay on two legs but, when but Joe, didn't but- stay on two legs when the anthem was up. Meanwhile, Bryson's never on two legs when the anthem's up. Oh my God! This is this is out of control. Let me get this straight, though. Once you learned that it was a sixteen-year-old kid with one leg, did you just start laughing? I, you know what I did? You like, know the like, baby, like, like, you know the dancing baby gif. Like, but you didn't get mad because you still seem a little worked up. I didn't get mad. I'm mad about what? This is what's funny about me and you, and this goes way back. I feel like you don't care. This is what's funny. We've had this, co- dude. This could go back three or four years ago. I've said when I learned they're their children, I'm just like, okay, whatever. You don't give a shit. No, why would I give a shit? You still the savagery of you is fuck you, dude. I don't care if you're 16 and you're missing a leg. I'm gonna destroy you. Right, because the thing is, they're the reason he's hiding behind a fake picture in the first place and pretending to be an adult with a six figure job is because he's a child. Meanwhile, I'm like. I'll hit a kid. You know what I mean? Fuck you. You're you're a dude. I'm not fucking pick, You're not he's not 9. He's fucking 15. He's trolling people. He's calling people faggot on the internet. Acting like he's acting like, you know, everybody that's ever come at me over some Kaepernick shit, they're all Navy SEALs that have then become, you know, uh investment bankers. They're all Navy SEALs turned millionaires. No, this kid's never going to be a Navy SEAL. Sadly, he does not meet the medical requirements to... You're going to have to show me his profile. Uh... It's gone. He changed it to... It's now at nobody1999999. He took down his picture. I mean, the all-time great troll hunt. By the way, Stenga, this this is his calling in life. He should work for the CIA. What, 10 years to find Bin Laden? Why don't we just ask fucking Stenga? This is unbelievable. Also, we get, I have some breaking news from Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. Twerks with Wolves. I see he's in the comment section. He DM'd us during the show. We have the affidavit for Robert Kraft. It's been released. Yeah. What, some breaking news. And what does that mean? Do you want me to read it? I guess. It's, it's exactly what happened. Right. Let me just read it real quick. Okay. I know you guys are sick of hearing about this, but... I, mean, I feel like we know what happened, but go for it. No, but I, I like to read the legal jargon. What exactly went down? Yeah. This is from the court. All right. January 20th, 2019. On Sunday, January 20th, 2019, video surveillance was conducted at the Target business, which is one of these jack shacks, at approximately 1,059... Doesn't matter the address. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Robert Kraft entered the business through the front door where he paid cash to the front desk to an Asian female previously identified as, her name's blocked out, which was captured on the JPPD cam. He was escorted, 
she escorted Kraft to a room identified as camera number two. There, the two hugged each other, and Kraft took off all clothing, lied face down the massage table, and she hugged him again. At approximately so-and-so hours, she began manipulating Kraft's penis and testicles and then put her head down by his penis. This went on for several Probably minutes. checking him for lice. <laughs> <laughs> this went on for several minutes. Again, her name is blanked out. Yeah. Wiped Kraft in the areas of his genitals with a white towel. Good it wasn't a terrible towel. That would, yeah. have been, that would have been bad news. You can't be wiping him down with a terrible towel. And helped him get dressed and hugged him again. Lots of hugging going on. Yeah, because they knew each other. Kraft gave so-and-so a $100 bill plus at least one other ident- unidentifiable bill, and he left the room. Surveillance on scene at approximately blah, blah, blah. A white male previously identified as, as Robert Kraft entered the establishment at the front door. He exited the front door. He traveled to a vehicle waiting at the parking lot. Oh, this is great. This is great. Oh, this is great. At approximately 11, 13 hours, the craft then entered the front, exited the front door and traveled to a vehicle waiting in the parking lot. A 2015 blue Bentley. <laughs> it's he, like what he, you're saying. He didn't take his Hyundai Elantra? No. He didn't take his, his Andy Ruther Corolla hatchback? Yeah. No? It's weird. Thought for sure, old, 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 craft uh, Scrooge McCrafty. This is amazing. He didn't. He didn't go out in a Ford Fusion. Yeah. He he then got in his 2015 Bentley uh, with his driver, who was waiting with prepared caviar for his after hand job meal. <laughs> and uh, based on the aforementioned, the Bentley the- then lifted off of the ground, <laughs> and his driver said, "Roads where we're going, we don't need roads," and flew his Bentley back to New England. It's a great Back to the Future reference right there, Joe Prano. Uh, and the guy who was, you know, the investigator or whoever was undercover says, I have probable cause to believe that Robert K. Kraft did solicit, induce, entice, or procure another to commit prostitution, lewdness, or a... a what is this? I can't, I can't read. As a, as a, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, not going to work here anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read. Well, thank you for the update, Aaron. This Adam Mahatas. This is why we have Aaron on board. Works with the Wolves. He's given us the legal updates. Number one dirty sports legal correspondent. Thank you. Although I will say, Aaron, if you can be in the YouTube comment section. Hey, maybe he's at work. Relax. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. Jeez. I'm playing. But I would like to pair Stanga with Moharis. We got a lawyer. We got the investigator. I'm, I'm going to put together a fucking... Super team. This episode is wild. I mean, I still cannot believe, dude. I, I a sixteen-year-old kid with one leg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, guys, hold was, on, was claiming to be a fucking. Let's let's think about this real quick. Six-figure businessman, and that you were arguing with him is the best part. Yeah. And then Stanga, gotcha, bitches. Stanga should be charging people like ten dollars a head. Some some the guy the guy was just a fake name like. He he figured it out through his followers. He was like the two he, two of his followers are like two kids that go to the same school. But you don't have it's any like, you don't have any sympathy for this kid. Why? Because he's a troubled kid. Is he? He's troubled. There's I mean, a, there's, I mean a, there's an article where he's hanging out with Nick Saban wearing all of his rings. Oh, there is. Yeah, because he's a pity case. Because he flipped his ATV while calling people faggot on the internet. Well, that's what I'm saying. But that's my point is. 
he he's saying all these awful homophobic things. He clearly has issues. He's also 16, dude. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid... I'm uh, just saying, I said a lot of dumb shit at 16. Yeah, but when I was a kid... Right, my brother and I, and like, uh, and a couple of our friends would go out. We cause fucking, we cause trouble. And uh, I remember one time, my brother and his buddy threw like a huge piece of. It wasn't even a, a, it wasn't a piece of ice, but it wasn't a snowball. It was like a a snow rock essentially, and it fucking hit a car. And the guy whose car it hit pulled over and started chasing my brother. And I was like, yeah, if he catches my brother. He should beat the shit out of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, we're if this guy catches my brother, we're going to go press child abuse charges. No. My brother fucking ca- tried to cause some mayhem, and this guy's going to beat his ass. If you're old enough to fucking attack somebody, you're old enough to get attacked. Ain't that the way it works? Look, I don't know. I'm just trying to discuss it. I, I don't exactly have a strong By the way, what, what did I do after that? I didn't do anything except point out the hilarity of the situation on the Dirty Sports Podcast. Did you call him out in person and be like, yo, dude, I know who you are? No. He he blocked everyone. Like once once uh, a picture of him was put up, oh, he was like- That's what I'm saying. So somebody put up a picture of him. Yeah. Why not? Now all we did is say, this is who you are. Own it. God, we live in a wild world, guys. I know. This, this is absolutely wild. It's the best. Billionaires. Faceless trolls, beware. You better not have, you better not even be following somebody that knows you, or Stangle will find you. Billionaires getting hand I jobs. will find you, and I will kill you. And us learning that six figure bankers are actually 16 year olds with one leg. Who yeah. knew? All right, we got to talk some NBA. Let's do it. The Lakers, I know people are like, oh, stop talking about the Lakers. I want to talk about the Lakers, though. Cool. Do they make the playoffs? I think they do. But they fucking are so inconsistent, dude. Yeah, they're so, I mean, they, they come back from 19 down to beat the Rockets and they lose to the Pelicans without Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're super inconsistent. Um, I do think they make the playoffs, but only because I think, I, I think the Clippers will fall. Sure. And, you know, it's really just going to be a matter of the Kings. I like the Kings. A lot of people are pushing me for the Kings to be my new team. I I like a lot about that Kings team. Um, but the Kings team's super young. And I think, and, and so is the Lakers team, but they have LeBron, obviously. I think the, the it'll, it'll be interesting to see if the Kings can manage to hang on. Youth tends to affect you in late March, April. You know what I mean? Like those, those last months of the season. Okay, here's a good question. More surprising. Would you be more surprised that the Lakers don't make the playoffs or more surprised at the Celtics making the Eastern Conference Finals? I'd be more surprised if the Celtics make the Eastern Conference Finals. Because they're also very inconsistent. I mean, the Lakers are currently out of the playoffs. So them not making the playoffs is like, Look, I think they will. I think they'll probably sneak in. I don't think they'll win a playoff series. Um, but I think they'll probably sneak in. That's just me. You know, you love to do. I'm not betting against Tom Brady until they lose. I'm not be- like I'm not betting up against LeBron James until he doesn't make an NBA Finals, which by the way hasn't happened since, you know, that kid was 5 and had both legs. Um <laughs> Savage. 
Savage. Um, but um, the Celtics are hyper talented. They they still might be like right up there for most talented team in the East. But yeah, I mean, I guess for the Celtics to make the Eastern Conference Finals, they only have to win one series that they shouldn't win, right? Like by by in theory, like they're a five seed, so. You know, you win like a five four matchup is not crazy for the first round. Like it, let's say they play whatever, it wouldn't be oh my god, I can't believe they would they, play Philly if yeah. it started. But it wouldn't be like, oh my god, I can't believe they managed to beat Philly. But then beating, you know, a Milwaukee or a Toronto to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals would be that'd be surprising to me, considering. I mean, I put it again, they have a they have a great team. Uh, Danny Ainge has put together a fantastic team, and I think I think um, Brad Stevens is the best coach in the East. So what's the problem? Why are they so inconsistent? He's got all the talent. Why are they the five seed? It's that that point guard they got. I mean, you said it, not me. So you all y'all control Andy this week. It's fine. Kyrie has a great game, but for some reason, he doesn't make the players around him better. And that's the point. He doesn't make the players around him better. That that's an interesting argument for a lot of good players, though. Sure is. Does James Harden make that much better? Does Russell Westbrook? Well, I'll say this about James Harden. James Harden probably doesn't make the guys around him that much better as compared to like other players that are of great set, but he's not being asked to, first of all, he is a great passer, James Harden, but the, their strategy there, Mike D'Antoni is like, just do that. I'll worry about all these other guys doing what they're doing. Like for 15 years now, take Mike D'Antoni teams out of the fucking mix. They should not be judged like any other team. Like, what he's doing is stupid with his scoring. That's just that's just it. But like, you know, Russell Westbrook, dude. Russell Westbrook's everything have gone down this year. Meanwhile, Paul George is, you know, an MVP candidate, and in in other years would be the MVP winner, and they're winning games. I, I actually feel like Russell Westbrook has changed his game for the better a little bit. It's still very, very like stat padding. You know, uh, it's very me first. But he's been better this year. About like if if he played this style with Kevin Durant, I think they would have had a completely different you know run. Did you watch that Rockets Warriors game? I did. Big win for them without James Harden. Yeah, it's been wild. The last, you know, the Rockets Lakers game, the Rockets Warriors game, the uh, that that Utah Oklahoma City game. Yeah, I didn't see that one. That was nuts. I wasn't even watching, it and then I, and then I got the alert. It was like going into overtime. I'm like, all right, well, and then it's going to second overtime. It's just, it's just so fucking fun. I saw NBA you, is so fun. I saw you going against trolls again. Yeah, well, because. Uh, you know that wasn't even a troll. Like when 
I don't mind having the argument with you, like a, a very civilized argument with you. Like I had a guy come at me about like the '90s and how it's hard, and I'm like, "Well, let's just talk, like let's just talk plain old facts. Scoring's up because threes are worth more than twos, and people are shooting the three at a clip and at a percentage unlike anything we've ever seen before. If you watch the NBA in the '90s, the only argument is like they they didn't." You know the the hard fouls weren't flagrants and they weren't ejections. Where they were still fouls, people still went to the free throw line for that shit. He's like, yeah, but wasn't it so much more impressive that Michael Jordan was scoring thirty seven points in the nineties? I'm like, no, Michael Jordan took twenty seven shots a game that year. Twenty seven. James Harden has two years in his whole career where he shot over twenty times in a game. This year and last year. This year is his most, I think, at twenty two. Michael Jordan was shooting 27 shots a game, shooting more free throws on average. No, it wasn't more impressive. It was way, way less impressive. Well, this is actually a good segue into what Steven Jackson said because he was talking about old players, you know, the old days versus now. And I thought this was an interesting discussion. This is what Steven Jackson said last week. I love the fact that players have control of where they want to play. But at the same time, guys got to be professional too. I would be the first to say these guys these days, they're spoiled. A lot of them are spoiled. And he goes on to say, I was talking with Hall with I was talking to a Hall of Fame coach, and he said one thing to me he sees about basketball from the outside looking in. More players today are interested in what the game can do for them. They don't actually love the game like we did. I'm 41 years old, and I still play the game every day, and I can see that the love for the game is not there. But I'm happy that we had a hand for these kids to be able to get the money that they're making, and the game is going strong. I'm happy about that. But at the same time, they got to be professional and continue to show fans that they love the game too because it can get away from that. So what do we make of these comments of him saying, Players nowadays, and he's not that far removed, Mm -hmm. he's only 41, don't love the actual game of basketball. I think that's painting with a pretty broad brush, you know? Um, I think it would be safe to say, you know, that you could look at any era and find guys like like the... um, you know, the Dennis Rodmans of the world. I think everybody could agree Dennis Rodman is a very passionate basketball player. Seemed to seemed to very much, you know, try. He, was, he certainly had a lot of motor when he was on the court. He was a hired gun late in his career. He was taking his shoes off. He's selling books. He's dressing up like a chick. He's marrying fucking Carmen Electra. He's, t- you know, he's doing all kinds of fucking shit. Like... You're basically judging guys on what they're doing off the court for what they're doing. Like the thing about Steven Jackson, Steven Jackson was a great player. Steven Jackson's skill, right, is nowhere near, let's say, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving has spent way more hours working on the game of basketball than Steven Jackson did. And I can say that with 100% certainty because look at, look at his footwork. Look at his look at his ability to finish from every angle. That's something you practice. Okay? So 
The idea that Steven Jackson's calling out, and and the, and the other thing is, he's calling out the stars. Yeah. Right? Who, which which of these NBA stars... Don't love the game. Don't, like, give me an example. Maybe Carmelo? You know, certainly Dwight Howard seems to be a guy who didn't put a lot of work into his game over the years, but, like, you look at Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant really loves basketball. I'd agree. I think... LeBron I, James really, really loves basketball. I think they I all think do. Kyrie Irving really loves basketball. Steph Curry, James yeah. Harden, Russell Westbrook. I think they all love so basketball. So I don't know who he's talking about. Yeah, I don't know exactly what he means. I mean, I, I mean, think about this line. They don't actually love the game like we did. Maybe in the sense that they like it's not as important to them that they're like the competition of it all and the whatever but it's like I think what he's confusing is this. Now he's acknowledging that they opened up avenues for these players, but I think what he's trying to say is these guys have outside businesses. Sure. They have production companies. They have clothing lines. They have all this shit which Players also had back then too. Isn't Steven Jackson famous for like getting signed by a team and then like calling it and taking the taking the contract? Oh, maybe his last one or something like that. I don't know. Didn't he? Didn't he famously like rob a team blind by being like, "Nah, fuck you, I'm not playing for you." I'm not sure. I might be confused. Maybe he, it wasn't Steven. He's Jackson. out here, by the way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's an LA guy. But I, I, I think you know. I think with these guys, I think. Look, it's basically the complete opposite of the NFL. In the NFL, as we saw, the players have no power. Yeah. And that's not the right system. Sure. In the NBA, these guys have found, the stars have found a way to have all the power. Sure. That's not a good system. There's a happy medium somewhere, and they need to find out, you know, what that is. Um, Like... You know, the in baseball, there's the arbitration where you can't, you know, we're, we're giving you, we're judging you against the rest of the league, and that's how we're determining your value. Like, in the NBA now, the max contract, like, they had this idea for the max contract where, oh, um, you know, if, if Kyrie resigns with the Celtics right now, he gets more money than he could possibly get if he becomes a free agent and he goes somewhere else, right? Like, if he re-signs with the team he's currently with, he can go for, I think it's like a year longer or something like that. But at at $20 million a year, what is that difference, really? You know what I mean? What is that difference in that super max money? As opposed to, like, if he goes to New York, doesn't he make up that $20 million anyway? So where is the incentive to stay? You know, maybe it's a thing where if if... if teams want if the league wants guys to stay with teams like you know jordan and bird and magic maybe it's a thing where like your salary uh, number can achieve more exponentially with how long you've been on a team you know that you can make more in your 14th year with the warriors than somebody could in their fifth year i don't know um some sort of some sort of like legacy bonus some sort of, um, you know, loyalty bonus. I don't know. I, I'm not a fucking. Th- this is something that if you know, made commissioner, I'll get get together with my fucking team and like hammer out. But I'm saying, 
it's it's a it's a problem that the league has made for themselves. Um, from the beginning, you know, oh, you have to go to school for your fuck you. These athletes are, you know, from AAU to college to whatever they're taking advantage of forever. So now they've found a way to take the power back, and people think it's getting out of control. But I think it's unfair to say, oh, Kevin Durant is, you know, the puppet master for his own career now. You know, his his agent might become the GM of the Knicks, and he might go, but that he doesn't love basketball. I think he loves basketball pretty certain that he joined the Warriors because he loves basketball and wanted to win basketball and play the game the right way. I I don't necessarily agree with his statement either. I I, I think there's, I think is what he's trying to get at it. There's there's probably some truth in what he's saying, but I think, you know, maybe not carefully choosing his words enough. I don't think, I don't think Steven Jackson from everything I know about Steven Jackson worked a whole lot harder on the game of basketball than Kevin Durant or LeBron. Yeah. Or James Harden, you know? When James Harden is doing step-back threes that are a blatant travel but are happening at such a, fee, a speed with such footwork that an, a, an NBA referee truly doesn't know how to officiate it, that takes time. It takes time to work that footwork out. I need to work on my step-back three in the Venice Beach courts. Yeah. That'll be post-marathon work, right? Get that step-back three down. Yeah. All right, let's get to some dirtball calls. Let's wrap it up. But before we do that, I was telling you before the show, I'm so excited for spring training. We officially have a house. We got a house. Scottsdale, Arizona. Andy. Andy. March 13th and 14th, we're staying and we're leaving the 15th. Me, you, Andy Lazarus. We have a pool. A pool. Where where where's our house? What part of town? Scottsdale. Yeah, love it. Scottsdale, Arizona. We're gonna go to some games. Probably probably leave early on the thirteenth. Try to make a an evening game. Right. We go to a night game the thirteenth. Fourteenth. Uh, we've got the whole day there. Are we are we trying to double down? We might do a double header. Maybe a double header. Maybe an early game and a late game. There's rumors we might even do a podcast from the. From oh, the we're house. doing a podcast for sure. Yeah. Fifteenth. I think it's gonna be tough to get to a game. Before I, I've got a show in Palm Springs that night, I think it'd be tough. I, I checked the earliest games are one, so I think going to a one o'clock game and then driving four hours that'll be tough. Yeah, let's to, not to let's, me, let's not let's we're not, not doing push that. it. So I also so probably three games in two days. Three games in two days. Maybe two games, depending on how we're feeling, depending on how yeah. how lit up I get on the thirteenth. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but uh, I was looking on SeatGeek. Yeah, for tickets. I, I certainly hope so. It's the only place I look for tickets. I know you want to see your your Reds. I want to see Yasiel Puig. Um, I'm assuming Laz maybe wants to see his Giants. Yeah. Maybe we get a third wild card game in there. Maybe I get to choose our third game. Sure. You know? I like it. I kind of want to see Machado. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be cool. Maybe we see uh, Harper on the Dodgers now. I believe, as I was looking on SeatGeek, I think the Reds play the Dodgers. On Thursday, right? On the 14th? On Thursday, which would be fun to see Puig against his old team. Yep. Got to get me a Puig jersey. Well, Dirtballs, if you want to meet us there, uh, let us know. Again, those are the dates, 13th, 14th, uh, and leaving the 15th. You can get your tickets on SeatGeek. Download the app right now, because best of all, all Dirtballs get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. 
Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's D-I-R-T-Y, promo code DIRTY, for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And I've said before, you know, Andy's a little, I'm more of, I'm more of a man of the people. Andy, I think, can get scared by some dirt balls from time to time. But I said, you know, if there's some, <laughs> if there's some dirt balls out there that, uh, you know, they gotta, they want to slide into the DMs and say, "Hey, man, I got this, I got this dope four seat box behind home plate at the Dodgers Reds game on me. All you gotta do is come. I'll slam beers with Prano. I'll vape with Ruther." So you I'll- hold on a second. You think you're more of a man of the people than me? I mean, you like to send out koozies, but I like to get down and dirty. You know, hang out with the dirt balls. Come out to shows. We take shots. We do. You know. We hang out. Do you think part of that is because I don't drink alcohol anymore? Maybe. But I also think that, you know, you have a low threshold for for debauchery. You're like, I don't know. This guy seems weird. I think that's changed a lot. I have mellowed out a lot. Shout out to Crash from Float Lab for that. <laughs> Check that out on the latest episode. Crash. Check the, dude, you would actually like this. Check him out on the latest episode of Dirty or Dirt Dent Report. This is Dirty Sports. Uh, wow, he he's out there, man. Yeah, I mean he he runs a fucking sound bath, you know. Float Lab sensory deprivation. You should have seen his office though, where I interviewed him. It's on the Venice Boardwalk, on the second floor. The amount of hand carved masks and all these different things from all over the world. Wild dude, much love to crash. <laughs> Check out that episode of the Dent Report. It was good, dude. I looked back. Did you ask him why his name's Crash? I didn't. What? Jeez, not exactly a fucking. Uh... We we went we went deep in sensor and the sensory deprivation stuff. He's a former. He used to be in the music business. Yeah. And he used to do a lot of drugs, and he talks about that, and then he got into this world. We did like an hour, and I looked him up. Apparently, when he did Joe Rogan's podcast a few years ago, he did two and a half hours. And I'm thinking, like, what did they talk about? Ruth mentions Joe Rogan, finish your beer. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I heard about Crash. Crash even said that. It's like, if it wasn't for you listening to Joe Rogan, I never would have started doing sensory deprivation, and then I never would have met Crash, then he never would have been on Dent Report. Wild. Bro, wild. Okay. Dirtball calls. Let's get to them. The first one is from our buddy in Texas, one of my favorite screen names, Chupacabro. Yes. Hey, guys. It's Chupacabro. Um, You guys were talking last episode about going down to Amarillo and maybe doing a Texas trip. Well, if that's true, you guys should come down here to Dallas, specifically the Frisco area. Um, I live right by the Dallas Cowboys training stadium. That little area has cool bars and restaurants and pretty cool spot. I also used to work for a minor league baseball team down here called the Rough Riders, and they always do fun little gimmicks during their games, and they have a thing called Party in the Yard, where you can just get absolutely smashed on, like, $3 beers, so that's pretty fun. Um, I know there's also some dirt balls down here, so we can even do a little Texas dirt ball meetup. Yeehaw! Uh, Andy, a pair of little boots, and maybe Joe, cowboy hat. I think it would look good on you. Also, Andy, don't go to Juarez. Uh, I was born and raised in El Paso, so I'm kind of a yokel. Uh, you'll die. But if you guys do go to El Paso, I know all the good Mexican food spots. I know, Andy, you're a huge fan. So I can tell you guys 
how to navigate around their shoe. And they have a cool baseball team called the Chihuahuas. Um, dumb name, but they have a fairly new stadium, and they're actually fun to watch. So, you know, I got you on that one, guys. Uh, I don't have comments for today. It's a beautiful Saturday morning, and I'm in a good mood. Wow. Stay dirty, guys. Stay positive. Sounds like he's been doing some fucking. I gotta say, I loved about. everything about that call, except I think Chihuahuas is a great name for. Um, what a perfect minor league baseball name. Did by any chance? Like the- I, I imagine that like when they need a rally, he goes up there. He's like, "Yo quiero hits, yo quiero runs." <laughs> by any chance, does DMX own the Rough Riders? Yeah, right. Did you see? I, did you see that? I joke? would love to do a Texas, uh, like a te- a Texas. He's Only not- stand up in stadiums. We hit a bunch of minor league fields. We hit, we hit Houston. We hit the Rangers, minors and majors. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I wear a cowboy hat the whole fucking time. I think I'd look good in cowboy boots. Might too. have to ship out my uh, Cadillac out there, like on a truck or something, since it definitely won't make it. And put the with the you know the old uh, cow horns on the front, bro. I rode my bike by your place, man. Caddy's just sitting there, huh? Yeah, I know. I saw it. Caddy's, yeah. When was the last time you drove that? <sighs> months. Two months ago. Two months ago? Yeah. It was weird because when I rode my bike by it, there was a 16-year-old kid who was, who was keying your car with his leg. Yeah. Savage. It was uh, Gamer Man. <laughs> What's his name? Bammer Man 17. Gamer he, Man. He's now at nobody one nine 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 nine. We're awful. Are we awful for who? Why are see? I completely disagree. I, I get a conscious at times because he's a child. Even if he's a homophobic piece of shit, he's a child. I six, like. I guess it goes down to what do we view sixteen as? Old enough to call somebody a faggot on the internet. You're old enough to get slapped. That's my rule. Now you're all in big, big trouble. <laughs> That's how I feel about children trolls on the internet. I have your actual name now. Now you're all in big, big trouble. It's like me. What I would do if kids showed up to my work to try to tell me what to do. Yeah. All right. This one's been sitting here for a minute. Our good buddy, CT. Let's, uh, let's get the call played. Andy, Joe, CT here in Seattle. About to take off from fucking... Shit weather Seattle for uh, my honeymoon down in Miami and the Caribbean. Uh, so I may not get to listen to the show for the next couple weeks, but I have an idea for a show. What you guys should do is a time travel episode where you guys go through certain events in sports history and pretend to do the episode after that event happened. So, for example, I think an awesome episode would be after the Malice in the Palace if you guys then immediately pretended to do a podcast like the day after that happened to hear your reactions on that. Uh, that would be good. Or the OJ uh, chase or uh, Michael Jordan's retirement or uh, maybe even go as far back as like the Babe Ruth trade to the Yankees from the Red Sox or something ridiculous or Jack, even Jackie Robinson's debut to the, uh, Baseball, something, something ridiculous like that. I mean, we're getting to the uh, down season of sports here. We're in between the Super Bowl and March Madness. So if you're looking for content, I think that would be great, where you kind of jump around in time 
and pretend to do dirty sports throughout history. Uh, other than that, um, Ruther, I'm pro cat. I own a couple cats. <laughs> um, but it's because I like to be irresponsible. Honestly, you know what? I can just leave them. They're fine on their own. Uh, again, I'll have to leave for two-week vacation and uh, just leave them at home. So, yeah, for sure. All right. CTNTL. Go Cougs. Fuck the Huskies. Peace out. Who knew the cat-dog debate would be so highly debated? I like this idea, but didn't we do this? Did we do an episode where we were doing it? Am I crazy? No, I think because we had to pre-record one. Yeah. And that was an idea we had. We did do it. We picked the date because, remember, it was, it was during baseball season. Yep. And I was flying out. So we, we picked a date. I believe it was like July or August. But what he's saying is he thinks we review it like we didn't know what happened. Right. We basically turned into actors. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I, and I like it. What date did we pick? Why did we do I'm just trying to remember. God, life's such a blur when you do 498 episodes of this fucking godforsaken show. I, I mean, I'm with you. I don't exactly remember. I could have sworn that's exactly what we did, though. We picked a date in history. We did. I we, just don't remember what it was. We picked a this date in history. It was last summer, I know for a yeah. fact. I want to say it's because I was flying back home... And we didn't have much to discuss in between episodes. Who right. knows? Right. I like it though. I like I like uh, Throwback Thursday. I like it too. Well, first of all, we got to get Robert Latal from Black Sports Online, bro. I mean, I tweeted you last week again. Now you just ghost to me. I mean, I'm just gonna say, Robert, come on. You're not you're not helping your cause of the stereotype of like you know, black people show up late, bro. I'm just saying. I mean, I think he's not, but like, I, I'm I'm playing around. I I know that you love black sports online, their headlines, but I I'm still of the opinion. I'm like maybe he's not showing up because he doesn't have anything to say beyond the headlines. No, no, I've watched some of his stuff. He's got a podcast. I like him. I mean, let me just let me just. <laughs> I mean, Prano, these headlines are amazing. Comedians reach out to. Headline writer at Famous Black Site. Famous Black Site responds, then refuses to show up. Here's some of today's if headlines. that was the, our story on Black Sports Online. Jordan Woods says she has an explanation on why she cheated with Tristan Thompson. Here's what the Kardashian-Jenners think about it. Picks vids. That's actually not too bad a one. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I'm give, giving you all this free press, bro. This was a good one that I liked yesterday. Charges man is facing after breaking into woman's home to suck her toes and pleasuring himself to guard in jail. Name that state. Ooh, they're doing a little name that state. Anyway, all right, let's get to one more call. Did you have that on the rundown? Black sports online push? No. Did you think I did? I don't know. Where did that come from? Because, CT, we're talking about different episodes and I want to bring him Uh, on. Got it. Tweeted him. It's at BSO. It's the easiest thing to tweet at. Use all, all use all two hundred and eighty characters. No, use use uh, 
use 280, 273 characters and then just put parentheses video at the end. Well, I've decided probably we're going to play the game again this week. It's been a minute. Okay. And I just saw a, a comment in YouTube about that. I'd love to play the game again. I want to play. Well, we got to get Shabelli back in to play Dead Shabelli. No, especially if the uh, if Harper signs with the um, Dodgers. I can't wait to see if Shabelli thinks him not running out ground balls is okay, since he was so happy that Machado and his not hustle was on was gone. I love Joe Shabelli. He's he's the most kind hearted, sweet person. But is there a person with worse takes? <laughs> Yeah, like I hate to do it. There's a Hall of Fame bad takes, but they're but they're all they're all just the most homer takes ever. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's he like Joe Shabelli is the world's biggest homer. Like you guys shit. That's on, not even a big boy joke. That's just like a big. He is a ridiculous homer. You guys shit on me. I had a bad run during the NFL playoffs. Like I had some awful picks, but that was just me picking games bad. Like his takes, bro. <laughs> he is the king homer. He's the he's the king homer. He he's the Mexican dude at Men's Warehouse yesterday that I did the they did the Twitter video about, who came at me when I was checking out that Kobe's better than LeBron because the killer. He literally said Killer Instinct. It's remarkable. The cuck who was also checking out in line, we got scared of me because I was like I was I caught I was like what and I just started going on a rant. I was like bro and then the dude just sat there like just looking at me like he didn't know what to say. I kept being like he shits on LeBron shits on Kobe's stats. He takes a hot, steamy dump on his stats. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yo, five rings, bro. And I'm like, there you go again. Yeah. All right. I think this is Kyle Aronofsky, final call of the day. What's going on, boys? Kyle Aronofsky calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions and number one Amy Schumer defender Kurt Metzger. Um, so now that the Patriots have won yet another Super Bowl, and it looks like obviously the Warriors are on their way to another NBA championship, um, I'm just wondering if having these like crazy dynasties, if that kind of takes away from your excitement about the season, whether it be the NBA or the NFL, um, and you know how much you're looking forward to the playoffs when you know you kind of know who's going to be there at the end. Um, I think the Warriors have been to what four straight, something like that. Um, in the past with six fucking Super Bowls. It's kind of crazy. Or does that make it more exciting when they are defeated? Because obviously the Warriors, when they lost uh, to the Cavs, you know, blowing three to one lead, or they almost lost to the Rockets last year. Does that just make it more exciting? Or do you think that, you know, having these teams kind of takes away from it? And do you think the leagues really um, see it as a detriment that the same teams are there at the end of the year? Um, that's just about it. It's my only question. Condoms are for John Smith being a Jordan slipper. Get those balls out of your mouth. And condoms are also for Andy Ruther saying, appreciate. It's appreciate. You appreciate. Reminds me of fucking Ben Stiller and Dodgeball saying, real fucking naughty. Appreciate. I mean, the nitpicking of my vernacular, guys. You know what I, you know what, Kyle? I don't appreciate that. I mean, appreciate. I say appreciate wrong. Yeah, a little bit. It's appreciate. It's appreciate. There's an E. Appreciate. You guys are fucking. You guys have lost your goddamn minds. I didn't say shit. I'm just saying. You, I know. I'm, I'm, just, just, I'm just answering your your query about it. it. It's just funny to me. Like we're 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 really getting nitpicky on how I pronounce things. I talk an hour and a half to two hours. It's that, it's that 
northern Kentucky accent you got? Cincinnati, southern Ohio accent. Thank you very much. My state fought on the right side of the Civil War. They crossed that river. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, you know, let's not pick, say, which side was right and which side is wrong. We don't want half of our fans to come out calling us libtards again. You think Hoff Daddy still listens to the show? I don't know. He's probably dead. He died at a Donald Trump Make America Great Again rally? Yeah, he died. He died when, like, his frat brother ran a car through a crowd at a fucking MAGA rally. Are sports dynasties good or bad for the sport? I think it depends on the dynasty. I think, um, for example, I think the Patriots dynasty has been good for the NFL. Yes, they've been good for a long time, but they've been obviously the villain with each one of their cheating scandals. They become more and more of the villain, but also it was not predetermined that they were going to win every year. I mean, I think that's obviously a lot of, you know, we heard all the talk of the Pats. I think, Every year is the year that people count out the Pats or say, oh, this team will be the best. And over the court, they've been to they've been to nine Super Bowls, right? Since 2001. Right. And so half. Yeah. But they went back to back what? Twice? 2003, 2004. Yeah. And they went and they haven't gone back to back since, right? Because they were in the last three Super Bowls. And they won two of them with a break in between. Well, hold on. They beat the Seahawks. And they lost. Who won the next year? Was the next year Broncos, Panthers? And then, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it's not the same as, say, you know. They've the, won three out of the last four. Right. It's not. Have they won three out of the last four? No, I don't think that's true. They've gone to they've won they've won two of the last three. And before that was Broncos Correct. Panthers. Who knows? Doesn't matter. The point is the point is this the the Pats are very similar to that Spurs run, you know? Where they every there, they were there, they were in the mix, but it wasn't a certainty that they would win. I think there's a big difference between what the Pats have done in football versus say, you know, um, the Warriors in the NBA right now, where everybody knows for sure. I don't think the Warriors is good right now for the NBA. Exactly. I don't think the Bulls was necessarily good for the NBA. I don't think, I don't the, think the Lakers and the Yankees. I don't think when you have when you're when you're there every year and you're there every year because you have a, a decided advantage over other teams for one reason or another. Um, I don't think is helpful. Like I think I've I've seen it a lot i've seen it written it was like oh the nba regular season doesn't matter like it does it does matter it matters for every single team except for the golden state warriors it doesn't matter for the golden state warriors well we already know who's going to be there it's like you can say that all you want but the fact of the matter is last year the golden state warriors almost lost because they didn't have home court in a western conference finals against the rockets like Last season, being the one seed mattered for the Rockets. Their regular season mattered. The teams that came out of the East, it mattered. You know, um, but I don't think it's healthy f- for the league. I think it makes it, it it makes it easier for people to say that. And honestly, I think a lot of sports fans don't want to be a, like the NFL is different 
people watch the NFL every game all week. There's fantasy. It's one day a week. You know, it's the church of the NFL. But I think baseball, I think basketball, I think hockey, I think a lot of fans like the storyline and they like to ignore it and pretend they're a fan until playoff time. Because you hear a lot of things like, oh, well, blah, blah. And you're like, dude, are you are you even watching? Like, that's actually not the case at all. Oh, well, it's going to be fucking. You're like, no, it's not, dude. Like, if you pay attention to these leagues on a night-by-night basis, there's a lot of storylines. A lot of this matters. Like, the idea that the regular season doesn't matter to the Lakers is a joke. Of course it does. You know? So, yeah. But I, I do think dynasties are bad from a perspective when you – when you know the team or teams that's going to be in the finals every year. I think yeah. that, you know, I think there was something that was very, uh, you know, Rocky Apollo about Cavs Warriors. But in a way, I think LeBron even knew this is this this has got to die. It's time to move on to a different. Yeah. Thing, you know, give a mismatch. All right. Those are the calls. 310-359-8365 is our hotline. So give us a ring with any questions, comments. If you want to argue with us about anything, if you are a Robert Kraft defender, have at it. You can also tweet at us at the Dirty Sports. Also follow us on Instagram at the Dirty Sports and subscribe to us on YouTube. Thanks for everybody who left comments today. We always appreciate those during the show. Even appreciate if we get to it. Appreciate it. <laughs> follow me at Andy Ruther on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Joe Prano on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at Fix Your Life. Uh, go to JoePrano.com for shows. We'll be in um, Arizona the 13th, 14th, leaving the 15th, 15th, 16th. I'll be in um, I'll be in uh, Palm Springs or in Indio at Fantasy Springs Casino. Be working that weekend, and then uh, Alaska in uh, early April for the Alaska Before You Die Comedy Festival. And if you're in Los Angeles, if you're a SoCal dirtball. Um, there's a great show that I'm doing this Wednesday at the Westside Comedy Theater. If you want to come out and support, um, come come see my the, my best five minutes. I will be there. Yeah, to support you in the audience. Thank you, sir. I, I believe Andy Lazarus too. I believe Andy Lazarus will be there. Yeah, go support the show. All right, guys, that is the episode. And leave those iTunes reviews once again. Even leave the hate reviews, like the one guy who uh, is totally a racist, who says stop calling people racist. Which, if you have to leave an iTunes review to say stop calling people racist, I will say, you are a racist. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's what I said when you showed it to me. It's like, no one gets upset about being called racist except for racists. Exactly. You know? I'm, I have a feeling that guy's Twitter bio's got the flag in it. So drop an iTunes review and uh, leave your Twitter or Instagram handle. Okay, guys, that's the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.